Today, I want to help you find your profitable business idea. That's right. I want to give you my three-step profitability framework to help you figure out what you should build your business around, whether it's going to be profitable, and to get all the details to know who you should be targeting and how you should be building your business moving forward. None of the business stuff we talk about, funnels and copy and products and marketing matter if you aren't using your skills and your knowledge and your experience in the right niche and building your business around the right idea. And this is pretty cool because over the next four weeks, we're going to be going through content from my brand new book, How to Get Paid for What You Know. And so I'm going to be cracking open the book today as we dive into the most important part of this process, which is finding your profitable idea. Let's discuss. Welcome to episode 149 of The Graham Cochran Show, where I'm here to help you build your online business, work less, and live and give more. I'm your host, Graham Cochran, pumped to hang out with you today. This is fun because we're starting part one of a four-part sort of mini-series here on the show as we lead up to the release of my debut book, How to Get Paid for What You Know, Turning Your Knowledge, Passion, and Experience into an Online Income Stream. The book drops on March 22nd. It's been published by Ben Bella and Matt Hold Books, amazing group of people. It's been a joy to work with them and a really exciting time for me to celebrate my very first published book. So here's the deal. I want you and need you to pre-order the book. If you have ever gotten value out of any of my content, now is the time to step up and help me out. Pre-orders make a big difference as every book that's pre-ordered counts as a sale on launch week, meaning it is a great chance to hit some of the bestseller lists by having a lot of sales turnover in one given week. So your pre-order makes a ton of difference. Every single one counts. So I want to incentivize you to pre-order the book. The book should be enough of incentive. It's going to be great. It's an amazing book. I'm biased. I wrote it, but I'm really, really proud of it. I think it's going to be the tool to help you build your online business and scale it all in one little book, but I want to incentivize it for you. So I've got some pre-order bonuses. If you go to grahamcochran.com slash book, all the details are there. Pre-order the book there if you want to, or you can pre-order anywhere you buy books, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, anywhere you buy books, you can pre-order it, but take your receipt to grahamcochran.com slash book, and then you can enter it in there with your name and email address to instantly get these amazing pre-order bonuses. The first thing you're going to get are the first two chapters of the book digitally right away, instantly. So you can actually start reading the book right now. So you get those two chapters immediately. You're going to get an audio training called Get Paid to Do What You Love. This is about a 45-minute audio training. Think of it as an, a special podcast episode uh, that walks you through a framework to literally build your business. So you can listen to that, which is amazing. You can get my six weeks to $1,000 blueprint, which is a step-by-step -step roadmap to making your first $1,000 online. You're going to get the simple math to making $5,000 per month guide, which breaks down a bunch of different monetization models and examples and case studies of actually making $5,000 a month. So sort of choose your own adventure there. And then I'm going to do an exclusive live coaching, live stream, group coaching session that you will get to be a part of just for pre-ordering the book. Everybody can come to that who pre-orders the book. Uh, and then everyone who pre-orders the book and submits the receipt there is going to be entered to win one 90-minute coaching session with me, yours truly, 
absolutely free. So one of you lucky pre-orderers orderers, will get a chance for me to coach you powerfully for 90 minutes and help you take your business and your life to the next level. Whew, that is a lot. I'm giving all of that away. If you just pre-order the book right now and go to grahamcochran.com slash book and enter the details in there from your receipt. It's really simple. All the details are there. So please go do that. That would be amazing. I know so many of you have. So if you have, I, I know you have, and I'm grateful for you, but this is push time. This is a really, really big opportunity for me. I'm trying to get the word out and I'm trying to let this book do the, the work it's meant to do in the world, which will hopefully help people build businesses and also give me more of a platform to continue to help people build businesses and more importantly, use those businesses to change their lives and the lives of the people all around them. Okay. So without further ado, let's dive into the content. So we're talking about finding your idea. And so I'm going to be in chapter three of my book, which is called Step One, Find Your Idea, the three-part profitability framework. And this is great if you're brand new and you're like, I, I just don't even know like what I would build my business around or um, if my my niche is marketable or profitable or if if, if it's if I'm too narrow or too broad, I mean, these are the kind of questions I get. So um, I want to cover all of that. And the thing we have to talk about first is everyone is telling people to follow your passion. Um, just follow your passion, follow your passion. And I, I love getting paid to do what I love to do. And that's why I have an entire audio training that I just told you about. You'll get when you pre-order my book, get paid to do what you love. I love that. I'd rather get paid to do work I love and do things I'm passionate about than do work I'm not passionate about. And I have done work, lots of work I'm not passionate about. Mowed lawns, worked retail, both in the restaurant industry and uh, in, the, in the, the, the mall, just normal retail. Um, I've worked at a window and door uh, manufacturing company where I'm just loading stuff on a uh, truck like all truck bed all day long and delivering windows and doors to construction sites. That was really backbreaking work. Um, I've worked at a jewelry store. I've worked in corporate America and I've worked in sales and sat in a cubicle. Like I've done it all. I hate all of that. I like what I do now, but hear me out on this. You cannot just follow your passion blindly. Okay. I talked about this Mike Rowe, if you are familiar with him, he's the host of Discovery Channel's Dirty Jobs. He's got this great quote. He did this commencement speech um, for a col for college graduates or high school graduates. I can't remember which one years ago. Um, and I love what he says. He says, don't follow your passion. When people follow their passions, they miss out on all kinds of opportunities they didn't even know existed. And then he goes on to say, just because you're passionate about something doesn't mean you won't suck at it. <laughs> All right. Passion doesn't pay the bills. Now, passion's important, right? And Mike finishes it up with this at the end of his speech, never follow your passion, but always bring it with you. And I think that's an important distinction. In order to build a successful business, you must, I believe, be passionate about what you do, especially this type of business where you're online, you're creating content, you're directly engaging with people. Um, you have to be passionate about it because number one, people can sniff it out if you're not passionate about it. And then you seem disingenuous and they're not going to connect with you and they're not going to opt in for your thing. They're not going to buy your thing. They're going to find someone else who's really passionate. We are drawn to passionate people. Why? Because we are a lot of us living as a shell of ourselves, mediocre lives, fearful, not really stepping out in faith, not really doing the things we feel called to do, not really living an exciting life. And exciting doesn't have to mean lots of activity. Exciting can just mean 
every day pursuing the things you feel most called to pursue. Most of us are living a vanilla, boring, mediocre life. Why? Because that's easy to do. And that's what everyone else is doing. That's what everybody else wants us to do. So there's a reason why we're drawn to people who, at least on screen or on their podcast or in their books, seem passionate about life and about whatever the subject is. We, we're like longing for that, right? So passion is important. You gotta have some of that for people to be drawn to you. That's one way to stand out. Two, you have to be passionate because the way this business model works, you're not gonna get rich quick. And I'm not gonna teach you how to do that because getting rich quick always burns out quick. And I really want you to be rich for a long time and have sustainable wealth and have a sustainable business and a sustainable lifestyle. So that takes a little bit more of a foundation to build. So that's why it's not as sexy as some of the other things people are hawking to you on the internet, but it's the thing that lasts. And so to last long enough, you have to think about this in decades. So don't think about what can I do this year? Think about what can I do in a decade? Right, Tony Robbins is famous for saying people overestimate what they can do in a year, but they underestimate what they can do in a decade. I want you to think about, you can radically change your family, your life and your legacy in a 10 year span. You can do it a lot faster than that too. In five years, your whole world could be different. Three years is actually a doable, I would say it's a minimum amount of time for like massive life change. But think about, could I do this for 10 years? If you're not passionate about the subject, you're gonna burn out before 10 years. Trust me. So you have to have passion to stay in the game long enough to build serious wealth and credibility and um, sort of that carving out your space in the niche. So passion is important. That's why Mike says, you know, don't forget to bring it with you, but it's not the driving force because passion alone isn't good enough. There's a couple things I'm passionate about that people aren't really paying me for. I don't think would pay me for. One is eating pizza. I use this example a lot. I'm very passionate about eating pizza. I love pizza. I love all kinds of pizza. Um, love different kinds of dough. I love different kinds of toppings. Um, I haven't found a pizza I don't like. I even like cauliflower crust. I like gluten-free crust. I don't care. It's all different. It's all beautiful in its own special way. But no one wants to pay me to eat pizza. Now, there are ways to monetize your passion of pizza eating. It is possible. There are people that are doing it. Um, but it's, it's a little bit harder. So I wouldn't just say, well, I'm passionate about pizza. I should build a business around pizza. That might take a little bit more work than you think. But it's, it's important to note your passion. I'm passionate about football. But no one's paying me to sit around and watch football on TV. Now, there are people that get paid a lot of money to watch football. They have found a way to monetize that passion. So passion alone isn't enough. We have to, the back half of that is find an intersection between what we're passionate about and what the market values, what real people are willing to pay for. Here's the dirty little secret. I wrote about this in chapter three. No one cares what business you want to start unless there's something in it for them. Something in it for them. And that's reasonable. This is business we're talking about. You are asking for their money in the end, right? So why should they give you money? So the reason we're starting today with your business idea is that you don't want to waste, I don't think, time building a website, building content, building a product, building sales copy, building marketing funnels, if it's about a topic that nobody cares about. So we wanna skip all that. And what I wanna do is give you a simple 
three-step framework to figure out if your niche or idea is going to be profitable. You ready? Okay. And again, this is all in the book. So you're going to have all of this in more detail in the book, but I'm just going to fly through some of the big ones. The step one is you do get to be selfish at the beginning. You need to start with what you know, love, and are good at. We need to dive in there. So we want to ignore micro for a minute and think about the things that you know, things that you like, and the things that you're good at to at least get them on paper. And so I've got a few questions for you. I want to give you four questions um, to ask yourself to, to populate this list. You ready? Question number one, you need to ask yourself, and then you literally have to write these things down. Don't let them, let it live in your head. I, I, can we pause for a second? I am a deep thinker and I'm a internal processor and I'm always, always thinking. And that's both a beautiful thing because I'm not very shallow and I'm, 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 I'm very intentional in my life because if anything I'm doing, I've probably thought deeply about it. And that has led to a lot of great life change. And I'm grateful for my deep thinking mind. It also gets me into trouble because a lot of times that those thoughts stay in my head and then I forget them. They get mishmashed with something else. And then I just start to get clouded and I don't have any clarity because even though I've thought it through deliberately and intentionally and, and almost religiously, I cannot access that and see it clearly. I have to see it. So I've learned to help someone like me out. I have to write things down. Even though I hate writing things down and go figure I wrote a book, um, I need to write things down. So I keep uh, the Google, uh, excuse me, Apple notes on my iPhone. I just bullet points. I love bullet points. It feels non-committal. <laughs> it doesn't feel like I have to write complete sentences. So I got running bullet points for ideas. And then I do the same thing on Google Docs. Um, I'll have like running documents with bullet points. So start a Google doc or a note somewhere and write these four questions down and answer these four questions. Number one, what comes easy to me? Question one is what comes easy to me? What do you know about yourself that is supernatural for you? It may not seem all that special, but if you look around at friends, family, and the general population, this skill is something that doesn't come easy for everyone, but it does for you. What comes easy to me? Write down all the things. It doesn't matter whether you think they are special or that you're special for them coming easy, but what is that? Are you, like I use fitness instructors and nutrition as an example. Like, are, do, you, do you just know how to keep yourself in shape? Have you always been good at cooking healthy food? Um, for me, like managing money comes easy to me. I'm very disciplined. We have a budget, setting financial goals, investing, like, it just really comes easy to me. Um, creating content comes easy to me. Speaking off the cuff comes easy to me. Creating content like this where I'm, I'm like hitting record. I don't know if you noticed, but I do not edit my podcast or my videos here. I just click record and I go for 30 to 40 minutes. That comes easy to me. It doesn't come easy to everyone. So just start writing down what comes easy to you. Question number two, what do people say I'm good at? What if people come to you and said, man, you're amazing at this. Whether you're a kid or growing up or right now, do you notice any trends? Like in your circle of friends and your church and your community or family, what are you known for being good at? For me, going back to the managing money example, I, for some reason, have become the guy that people come to when they have money troubles. Like, hey, we're trying to buy a house and we don't know what to do. Or, hey, we can't get on the same page with our budget. Or we want to start investing for our kids' college. Like, I literally got a text the other day from a gal who's married to a guy that I know at church. And I, I never interact with her, but she texted me a question about college funds. 
And, and how do we invest for our kids college? And like, there's different options and she's trying to consider them. I've become that guy that people ask me questions about that. That's a clue that maybe if I were in another life, I could build a business around personal finance or managing money. What, what do people say you are good at or have said in the past? Question number three, what have I helped people do in the past? So again, now we're moving from what, you know, comes easy to you, what people say you're good at. What have you actually helped people with? They've come to you, they've asked you specifically for help. My sister-in-law was visiting this weekend and over the last two years, she has begun homeschooling her three kids and she's got 10-year-old, seven-year-old, five-year-old uh, and she's she's really fallen in love with homeschooling and really figured out a rhythm that works for her. And she is in a cohort with other moms that are homeschoolers or homeschool moms. And she has found herself being asked lots of questions. People come up to her and say, Hey, I'm stressed about this. How do you handle this? What should I do about this? And she's become in, she's found herself to be in this position where she is helping naturally helping these other moms think differently about homeschooling, helping them find freedom. There's a lot of pressure they're putting on themselves, a lot of assumptions that they're making. And she's unlocking a lot of things for these women and some dads too, interestingly enough. And she's she's already helping people do that. And so we were talking, I was washing dishes, she's sitting at the, the counter and we're talking the other day about like, she's like, maybe I could build a coaching business around this and help people. And I'm like, yeah, because you are already helping people. Like we already have a good idea that this might be a profitable niche for you because not only does it come easy to you and people have said you're good at it, but you are already helping people because people have come to you in the past. So have you found yourself giving counsel or help or advice on a certain area to people? What is that? And question number four, I love this one. If, if none of those are helping or this might help bring it home, ask yourself this. If I had a Saturday afternoon completely free, what would I spend hours reading about? If I had an afternoon, Saturday afternoon, completely free, no responsibilities for, from anyone or to anyone, what would you spend hours reading about? So I wrote this, imagine it's Saturday, all your plans are canceled, your house is clean, you have zero responsibilities for the day. If you plop down in your chase lounge or leather recliner, if that's how you roll, and you pick up a magazine, what would it be? What nonfiction books would you read? What blogs and YouTube channels would you scroll through? We tend to dive deep into topics we are really passionate about. So think about what topics you like to jump into head first when given some extra free time. Okay. Those are the four questions. I want you to write them down and take some time this week to answer those questions. Write it out. And then from those questions, you should be able to come up with a list of at least five to 10 topics or niche ideas or niche, if that's how you pronounce it that could be the foundation of your business. Five to 10 ideas. Just jot them down, no particular order in a separate Google Doc or the same Google Doc. And then all I would say then after you've written them down is just reorder them in, in order of what's most interesting to you. Because you might be helping people with something, but you're not really interested in it. You're, you're, just, you're good at it, but you're not most passionate about it. So it's, maybe it's on the list, but it's not at the top of the list. So just reorder it and then just circle the top three ideas. These are the ones we're gonna start researching. Okay, that's, that's step one. That's the most fun part for some people. It's the worst part for others because it's just so hard. You haven't done a lot of self-discovery. I think self-reflection is hard um, and it might take you some time to think it through. So 
Step two now is moving into customer research and there's two rounds and two methods of customer research. So this would be customer research 101. And so what I like to do is think about, and I'm going to actually tell these out of order from my book right now um, because I want to go from easiest to hardest. So you've done like the internal work without having to interact with people, just yourself. Next, we want to go out into the world and see if we look across the landscape of this topic or this niche, is there really a market for this? Meaning, is there already money being spent in this? So I would say, start with a couple of resources. Number one is Amazon. And I, I, I told somebody to do this recently and they actually went out and did it and they were shocked uh, about how useful this exercise was going to be. They thought it wasn't going to be that useful. And they're like, this is kind of pointless, but this, this will really, really help you out. So go to Amazon. And what I want you to do is in the search bar, type in your topic or niche. Okay. So for example, if you're thinking about like me, like, oh, I'm, I'm pretty good at money or money management or personal finance, then type in the word money or personal finance in Amazon, in the books category. If you're interested in weight loss or helping people with their fitness goals, like write weight loss or fitness or whatever into the search bar on amazon.com in the book section and find the top five books in your niche. So it's really simple. You go to amazon.com or the app under the book section, type in your niche, ignore what books pop up initially because like anything, there are people running ads to get their book at the top of the search list, but you want to resort the books by most reviews, by most reviews. Um, because this will tell you that this book is a big seller or one of the best sellers because it's got so many reviews in it. And then what I want you to do is write down the top five books in that list. And I want you to take note of their titles. What are the titles of these books? Their subtitles and their tables of contents, right? Because authors, editors, and publishers of the book, these books have already done all the hard work to make sure that this is what people want because they're investing money, just like my publisher. One reason I wanted to go with a, a traditional publisher and not self-publish is I wanted this book to be as good as it possibly can. And if I self-publish, it'll only be okay. It'll be my ideas. I wanted other people who have money on the line, skin in the game, who need to recomp their money. So they need this book to sell. And so they're going to do everything they can to make sure that the content in it is marketable. They're going to make sure that the title is marketable. They're going to make sure that the artwork is marketable. They're going to think through every element of the book because they've got skin in the game just like I do. And so when you're looking at the top best-selling books in your topic or niche, you know that someone's already gone ahead and said, hey, there is a market here, number one. And B, this is what the market is interested in, number two, topics or titles of the books. And then three, more specifically, here's what they're looking for and what they're asking for, and what we're going to give them. That is the chapters inside, right? This cool feature on Amazon called Look Inside, and it gives you a chance to look at um, the table of contents, the first couple of chapters. You can gain a lot of insight without having to buy these books. So write all that down, title, subtitles, and table of contents. Write it all down in a document. It's going to tell you a lot. Number two, read the two, three, and four-star reviews of these books. So ignore the five-star reviews. Those are fanboys, fangirls. Ignore the one-star reviews. Those are just angry haters who just will never be, never be satisfied. Like who gives a book a one-star review? Like literally, you got like no value out of the book. 
If you get one idea out of a book, it's worth a five-star review, especially if that one idea can change your life. And a lot of books can do that. Anyway, so you ignore the extremes. You ignore the five-star and the one-stars. No offense to the five-stars, but they're not going to be helpful to you in this situation. What you want are honest reviews, two, three, and four-star reviews. And there's likely going to be something that they liked about it. So take, take note of what do they like about this book? And then what uh, do they not like about it? What do they feel was missing? What do they feel was off-putting? A book is a bestseller for a reason. So you want to know what that reason is, but no book does, book is perfect. My book is not perfect. Um, and there's no way any one book can address every issue at length. So you're looking for these gaps in the marketplace. Okay, these seem to be the best-selling books. Everyone really likes these books, but with these books in particular, everyone keeps complaining that they wish there was more information on this or the way she tackled this is a little extreme or whatever. You can gain a lot of insight to know if there A, is a market for this, and B, what is that market already selling and putting out there? And then you can figure out if there's a gap that you can fill. So that's Amazon. Google is obviously another tool that you should leverage. Um, I love opening up a Google search, ideally in like a private browser or on Chrome, like an incognito browser that has no record of your search history. So it's not biased to what you've typed in before. And it's truly just a fresh clean browser. And then you type in your topic or niche for the first word or two words, and then just stop typing and let Google auto-populate its auto-suggestions of what to search. These suggestions are real search history of what real people are typing in to Google, meaning this is a great indicator of what people are looking for. And that will tell you if there's a market for it and what specifically in the market they're looking for. So, um, I did this example. I wrote down healthy eating into the Google search bar. Here's a few suggestions that Google popped up for me. Um, healthy eating plan, healthy eating, ha healthy eating habits, healthy eating recipes, healthy eating for kids, healthy eating tips, healthy eating quotes. So you learn a lot about what people are searching for. And that tells you again, if there is a market for it and what the market wants. And bonus tip, you can do this exact same thing with YouTube. I do this all the time in YouTube to know what kind of YouTube content to make for you. So you're kind of looking high level at, hey, are, are there other people in this niche? If you go to Amazon and you cannot find a single book on your topic or niche that has lots of reviews, hmm, maybe there's no market for it. If you can't find Google populating a lot of search results or YouTube channels on the subject, hmm, Maybe this isn't a good market. Assuming you do find books and search results and YouTube channels on this topic or subject, then you're going to just take note of the nuances there, what people really want, and see where the hunger is. Now, let's take it to step three, and let's dive a little deeper. And this is where you get to go treasure hunting. That's the way I like to think about it. Um, so we have a hunch that there's buried treasure on a beach. We know where the beach is. We know there's buried treasure. We want to go find the specific treasure. So what we do is we connect with real people and we dive deep and we dig deep to find out what they truly want, need, fear, um, where they're stressed out, where they're excited. And this is going to give us a lot of meat on the bones of our idea. So Start with social media. If you have any friends on Facebook or Instagram or followers of any kind, even if you've never created content online, if you already have somewhat of a following online and you're kind of 
following this trail of this one topic or niche idea, maybe it's fitness, maybe it's managing people's money, maybe it's learning a language, whatever it is, but get on social. And if you don't have social media or if that makes your skin crawl or whatever, that's fine. Just friends or family, text out some friends, email some friends or family, whatever. Just you need, you need a pool of people and you're asking them two questions. Number one is what is your biggest frustration related to blank? So if I was interested in thinking about building a business around managing money because I'm interested in it, I've helped people with it before. And I'm like, okay, this is one of my topics I could maybe build a business around. I might text some friends or, or post on Instagram and say, hey guys, um, I'm thinking about creating some content around the topic of managing money or personal finance. And I'm just trying to figure out where you guys are. You can respond publicly or message me privately if you want, but what is your biggest frustration related to managing your money? Or just simply, what is your biggest frustration related to money? I might ask that. Just reply back. Let me know what, you, what your, your frustrations are. And then the second question I would ask is, what is your biggest hope or dream related to blank? In that case, managing your money. What is your biggest frustration related to the topic? And then what is your biggest hope or dream related to the topic? Okay. The first question is trying to find out people's pain points. And pain is the beginning of all good products or services. Good products or services solve a, a problem. They fix a pain or make a pain go away. People will pay when there is a pain. And so we want to find out what these frustrations are so that like I can move from, I think I, there's a market for personal finance and I could help people with their money. I want to move from that to what specifically about money are people frustrated with? And what I want to do is find out the actual words that they say, not just the general idea, but the words that they say. So for example, I wrote about this in the book. If I had listed, let's say, healthy eating and nutrition as my number one passion during my brainstorming session, I could hop on Instagram or Facebook and ask my friends, family, and followers something along the lines of this. Hey there, I'm thinking about creating some helpful content on how to eat healthy and feel great, but I'm curious to know what you think about food. When it comes to healthy eating and nutrition, what is your biggest frustration? Just leave a comment below. I'll read everyone. Thanks so much in advance. Now, the responses you get will be telling, right? So you want to write them down. So people might answer this hypothetical question that they don't know what's truly good for them or not in terms of food and be like, I don't know what food to eat or not, or what is really healthy. It's conflicting. You know, people used to say, don't eat fat. And now I'm saying hearing the fat is good. So that would be an interesting thing to write down. Um, people could say, uh, that it's too expensive or time-consuming to prepare healthy, nutrition, nutritious meals for their family. So they get super frustrated with that. They're like, oh my gosh, it's just easier at the end of a workday to pick up something from you know KFC or McDonald's or whatever than it is to cook something healthy and delicious. Or, or perhaps their frustration lies in the fact that they don't like the taste of vegetables and they have a major sweet tooth. That would be, I mean, but all of those would be very interesting responses. These are golden nuggets. Like we're digging for buried treasure. You just found some golden nuggets because they are real. They're real people giving you real examples. Now, the second question you want to ask as well, because not everyone thinks in terms of frustrations. A lot of people think aspirationally. A lot of people envision what they wish or hope could happen. So 
realizing people's hopes and dreams is another surefire way to build a business because you can be a dream fulfiller. You can be someone who guides people to the mountaintop, right? Like how amazing is that? You, you are like a genie in a way, like where they have a wish and you can help bring that wish from wish to reality. That's powerful. So you could ask the exact same thing by saying like, look, friend, as someone who's super passionate about healthy eating and nutrition, I'm trying to help as many people as I can achieve their goals in this area. And I need your help. When it comes to your body and your relationship with food, what is your biggest hope or dream for the next 12 to 24 months? Just reply to this email. It would mean the world to me. And again, like what people say back to you would be interesting. They might say, I want to lose weight. And I know that what I'm eating is a huge factor in achieving that goal. So maybe losing weight is the clear thing. Or they might say, I want to feel wide awake and full of energy every day without having to load up on coffee and sugar. That would be interesting. So it's more of an energy angle. Or they might say, I've had a few people in my life drop dead of a heart attack in their 50s. And I just want to live a long, healthy life. These are even more golden nuggets. And the powerful thing we're doing here is we are building their actual words into a document that we can use later to craft content, products, sales copy, emails that actually connect with them because you are speaking back their words to them and you can speak in specificities and not in generalities. And that is so powerful to building a business. So again, you're just trying to see in this research step if anyone cares, and also you're trying to spot trends and take notes. So there's the three steps. Working through those four questions, figuring out what you love, are excited about, what you're good at, creating that list. And then you're doing steps two and three where you're really trying to filter that list of passions and knowledge and experience through the lens of value in two ways. Do people value it on a broad scale? Meaning they're buying books about it. They're, they're, they're going to YouTube channels about it. They're listening to podcasts about it. And what are they saying about it? And what do they feel like is helpful and what's missing out there? If you see, for example, in the nutrition space, there's a bajillion diet books. That's actually a good thing. That means that there is a market that doesn't mean, oh, it's a crowded niche. I shouldn't go into this niche. It's the opposite. You should run head first into a niche where there's lots of money changing hands because that means proof of concept. You don't have to be the first person to market. You can just glide on in and skim the surface and make a living. This is a beautiful thing. That's why me jumping into the business space was not a stretch because there's so much money changing hands in the business space. There's so many opportunities to build a business. So, you know, if like, A, do people care about this on a global scale? And then when you're diving deep with people individually, social media, text, email, um, you are diving deep on the individual level and finding out what do people truly say they want? What do they truly say they're frustrated with? And you get specifics and you get a lot more clarity on, man, there's something here. Not only do I like this topic, not only am I good at this thing, or at least people have said I'm good at it, or I've helped people with it in the past, but there is a need for this help. There is a, there's frustration, there's stress. And I could jump in and help solve that stress. Going back to my sister-in-law with the homeschool thing. When I asked her to tell me more about these moms, she's, she's helping think through homeschooling. All I heard was stress, not from her, but from these moms of like stressed out about how to do it well with all their kids, stressed out about um, what to do when they get to 
subjects that are more advanced than that they know, like math that's more advanced than they know, or will they be able to teach it to their kids? Or I'm stressed out because they don't feel like they have enough help and they're afraid to ask their husband for help. I mean, these are real pains these women are sharing with my sister-in-law and and she can see light bulbs and go, oh, I could help people here if I could solve their pains and, and ease their frustrations and help them achieve the goal of why they probably started homeschool and what they imagine themselves being this awesome homeschool mom where it's just amazing and everyone's happy and it's all working. I could help get them from frustration to dream there's there's money to be made there. There's a business to be made there. Right now she's doing it for free, which is a great place to start. She's just helping people because she wants to help people. What a beautiful way to start a business, but there is proof of concept and you know that you're gonna have a profitable business when those things are aligned. And I just wanna wrap this up. I mentioned this in the book, but I wanna give you five final thoughts on this process just to get your wheel spinning. And I'll just fly through them real quick. One is, Finding your profitable business idea will take time. So be patient with the process. Don't rush into this business. Find the right idea for you before you spend a bunch of time and effort building your business. So give yourself some time. You're going to need to go deep with a few people one-on-one. So I'm an introvert. I get it. It'd be easier just to do some research on the internet and not talk to real people for someone like me. But the real gold is when you go deep with someone one-on-one. And when they tell you something, you say, tell me more about that. Oh, that's interesting. Tell me more about that. Go deeper and deeper and deeper until you get to the heart of what they're really struggling with. Number three, look for trends and spot momentum. Again, if you see a lot of people saying similar things, there's something there. Number four, you don't have to be original. We touched on this a bit. Neither of my businesses, helping people with their music recording or helping people make money in their online business, neither of those niches are original. Being unique and original is not the goal. Adding value is the goal. Neither of those crowded niches uh, stop me from creating a million dollar business in either one, okay? So find what people think is valuable and just give them that value. That's all that matters. They don't need uniqueness. And last thought, and we talked touched on this, is if a lot of people are doing it, that could be good. Don't ever fall for the it's been done before myth that what everything's been done before. What did Solomon say in the book of Ecclesiastes a few thousand years ago? There's nothing new under the sun. There literally is nothing new under the sun. People have been the same since the dawn of time. They will continue to be the same. Everything is just repackaged in something new and fresh. So don't fall for the idea of like, I have to have some crazy tight niche that's never been done before. That's not the goal. The goal is to find people who are hurting and find people who have dreams and hopes and just show up and powerfully serve them and add value. And you can do that in crowded niches. You can do that in unoriginal niches. Everything's been done before. So you can't use that as an excuse. Let me know if that was helpful. Let me know in a comment below if you're watching on YouTube or email me if you're listening to the podcast. And then most importantly, go pick up a copy of this. Hey, better than that, pick up two. Pre-order one for you and one for a friend. You can both start or grow your business together. Um, GrahamCochran.com slash book. You can pre-order there or again, anywhere you want. Amazon, Barnes & Noble Noble Books a Million. Doesn't matter, but take your receipt once you've pre-ordered it to GrahamCochran.com slash book. Enter the information in there to get your $100 plus worth of bonuses, including the first two chapters of the book that you can read right now as my gift to you. Help me out. I'm trying to help you out and make it a win-win. Let's get as many of these books sold as we can. Let's help as many people as we can. Let's get the word out about this movement so that we can serve people powerfully. I want to continue to coach you and your business. 
and I'm trying to get this message out into a new part of the world, to a new audience who maybe won't interact with me on a podcast or a YouTube channel, but they might read a book. And you might have one of those friends or family members that you know is stuck in a job they hate. You know they lost their job and they're still looking for employment or they're like, you know what, the pandemic and everything, I'm rethinking my life and I'm rethinking what I really care about. And I want to go after something I believe in and do work I believe in. Maybe they never considered a business. I never did. The opening line in the chapter one of this book is I never wanted to be an entrepreneur. Maybe that's your friend or family member. Then get them this book. This is not for entrepreneurs. This is for normal people. Normal people who never considered this new way of making a living and it walks them through how to do everything step by step. You can go literally build a million dollar a year business off of this book. And it's the most affordable thing I'll ever offer. So support me, grahamcochran.com slash book. It would mean the world to me. And all of you who have already pre-ordered the book, I know many of you have, I see you and I appreciate you. And I cannot wait for you to get your hands on the full copy when it drops in a few weeks. All right, that's it for now, my friend. We'll do another excerpt from the book next week as we dive deeper into how to get paid for what you know. And until then, stay healthy, stay safe. And I'll see you in another episode real soon. 